Welcome to SEO Success for Small Business Owners, the podcast about SEO, content marketing, and how to attract customers to your business so you don't have to chase after them. I'm your host, Graham Knight, and it's wonderful to be here once again. In the last episode, I talked a little about developing a simple content strategy, understanding the search engine result pages, or SERPs for short, and understanding what types of content Google serves up for search queries. Phil, a regular listener, was chomping at the bit to get one of his employees to create a blog article based on a content strategy that he had put together. Now, I didn't give you a specific template for a content strategy document, but Phil figured it out and knew what was needed in his case and came out with a strong understanding, essentially a mapping of what was required to compete in the SERPs for an upcoming blog post. The question Phil had was how to convey his understanding of what was needed in the article to his employee. The content strategy outlined everything from a 40,000 foot viewpoint, but it didn't really document exactly what was needed at the ground level during the creative process of writing. Welcome to episode 43, and today I'm going to discuss the Mighty Content Brief and why it's especially valuable for you as well as your writers. Now, I just want to say that even if you are the writer, you should consider following a process, even though it's tempting to take shortcuts. Quality processes really do help produce quality results. My team recently put together an informational article for a client and went through our usual, very formal process of creating an epic piece of content. We moved from top to bottom in our keyword list and hit the keyword, who is responsible for fallen tree removal? We created the content strategy and a competitor analysis and from those two documents created an SEO content brief for the writer, a subject matter expert in this case. Whatever direction your analysis process takes, the content brief is the last stop before actually creating a post or a page or an article that you are serious about ranking highly in Google. The content brief takes all of the analysis, details, and understanding of what you're trying to achieve and distills that information into a form that can be handed off to an employee, an external content creation company, or talent that you might find on websites such as Fiverr or Upwork. The whole point of the content brief is to give the writer an exact definition of what you're expecting in as clear and simple terms as possible without any ambiguity so that all they need to do is tune into their creative juices and create epic content. It's a document that also reminds you how the writer's work will go onto your website and it's something that you can refer back to in a month or a year's time if you need to update or improve your content asset. I told Phil to create this new document and have it live by the side of his content strategy and keyword research, then include a few key details that are useful to the writer as well as Phil's team. Here's a list of some basic information that the content brief 
might include. A title and meta description that you would use when adding the article to your website, the URL of the page or post that you will create. And remember, this generally contains the keyword that you are trying to target. The word count that you're expecting, which would normally be a lower to upper range, the keyword that you're targeting to help the writer get some context for the article, a list of other phrases and words that you might like the writer to use in the article. In Phil's case, he owns a small SaaS company in the medical field, so he understands the vocabulary that would give readers some context and understanding. These phrases and words also help the search engines, of course. So 10 or 20 of these phrases would go a long way in helping the writer hit the mark. I told Phil to let a writer know the goal of the blog post. For example, is it to drive sales? In which case, it might need persuasive sales copy, or is it to drive traffic and offer incredibly detailed and useful information to the reader? Detailing the angle of the post would also be useful to help the writer understand the viewpoint from which to write. Should the post be opinionated? Should it be humble? Or should it create friction? I instructed Phil to let the writer know who the audience was, how formal a post should be, what the intent of the article was, and what a good call to action might be, and I suggested listing two or three model posts from other websites for look and feel as well as formatting and style, but not to plagiarize, just to help the creative process. And of course, some details on how the article should be constructed. Should it have big, long paragraphs? short sentences, what the headings and subheadings might look like, as well as whether Phil would like images or videos as part of the final page. A list of possible outbound links should also be added, mainly so Phil didn't forget about citing external websites that a writer referenced in the article. And remember, adding a few external links also gives your website trust in the eyes of Google. And finally, I suggested Phil add a brief outline in plain English of what was expected in the article. Basically, any useful notes or information that would help the writer create a fantastic piece of work. After a few hours, Phil had created a content brief template that worked for him as well as his employee who had taken up the challenge of writing their first blog post. A week later, and after a few revisions, the blog post was published on the website and the next piece was ready to be worked on. What Phil had done is create a simple content pipeline that worked for his team, essentially figuring out the keywords and the priority that they should be tackled and understanding of what Google is serving to the searcher for each keyword and a distillation of all of that information into a form that can be handed to a writer. The creative process happens and revisions and refinement through editing finally produce a post that everybody can be proud of. And I also recommended a retrospective look at the process after each article was created and bringing refinements into the pipeline to make things go more smoothly as time goes on. Certainly for Phil, the application of a simple yet organized process has been a game changer. Thanks for listening to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. The podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are available, 
You can check out all the links and resources mentioned and catch up on all episodes at www.newrootdigital.com.